If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of December 6, 2020. The podcast that cancels foreign debt. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's etherealize the news of the bogus. Finally, the first vaccine for COVID-19 is available in the UK, although the US is going to have to wait for an unspecified length of time to convince the FDA to let us. I mean, it's not like we have the right to put what we want in our own bodies or anything. The main vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna are interesting. They include the RNA from just the spike proteins of the virus, which is the portion that allows them to enter human cells, as messenger RNA, which the body then makes antibodies against. When you actually get SARS-CoV-2, these antibodies bind to the spike proteins, covering the virus and preventing it from entering the cell. AstraZeneca's vaccine is interesting. They're introducing the RNA for the spike proteins via adenovirus. Back when this started, I said if you had a cold, it's probably a rhinovirus, and if it's not, it's probably a coronavirus. Well, if it's neither of those, it's probably an adenovirus. But this adenovirus is from chimpanzees and cannot make humans sick. So your immune system makes antibodies for the adenovirus and the COVID spike proteins they've included. While it's not quite as effective as the messenger RNA vaccines, it does have the advantage of only requiring simple refrigeration, whereas the Moderna vaccine requires storage at negative 20 degrees Celsius and the Pfizer vaccine at negative 70. All of the offered vaccines have a very good safety record so far, although it takes time to monitor completely for side effects. So the question is, what's the safest and quickest way to introduce the vaccine to make it as effective as possible? Distribution isn't going to be a problem in developed nations, and even in the developing world there's already an existing vaccine infrastructure. Although there may still be problems in a few holdout countries such as Afghanistan and Pakistan, but with enough resources, charitable efforts should be able to distribute them with the rest of the vaccines they're already delivering. But then there's administration. Who gets the vaccine and when? There's been some degree of political resistance to the vaccine due to pundits saying they don't trust the Trump vaccine, even though there's no such thing, as well as the usual vaccine deniers online. There's also concern due to how quickly the vaccine has been produced. While 58% of older adults said they'd be likely to get a COVID-19 vaccine, 28% said they were unlikely, with the other 14% unsure. Across the entire population, 14% said they would not get the vaccine at all. But in all probability, the first people to get the vaccine will be the frontline workers in the healthcare system. The data from their experience should improve public trust in the vaccine as more of it gets developed and it becomes available to the public at large. Especially if they're so fed up at all the crap government's been putting us through that they're just ready to get this over with already. If you're looking for ways to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand advertisements, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to listen to the podcast and all of my videos on bittube.tv or lbry.tv to get cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. Or if you listen to the podcast at the podcast page, you'll also generate crypto.
You can also go to airtime.bogosity.tv to get the airtime extension and generate crypto for yourself and the creators on the web anywhere you go, including my YouTube channel. Get five tubes free just for installing the extension and signing up, and then simply browse the web as normal. Easily monetize your favorite creators and yourself with cryptocurrency without advertising on BidTube.tv or LBRY.tv or with the Airtime extension at Airtime.Pagosity.tv. And one piece of crap government's been putting us through is getting students back to school full-time. Months ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci hit the roof when Senator Rand Paul, who is also a doctor, said that it was rare for kids to transmit the disease, and we should be able to open our schools. Based in large part on Fauci's position, schools all over the U.S. have closed or been very limited on how they're reopening. But now, Fauci has changed his recommendation and saying that schools can open back up after all. Paul had said in a committee meeting, quote, There is a great deal of evidence that's actually good good evidence the kids aren't transmitting this it's rare and the kids are staying healthy and that yes we can open our schools fauci recently said quote if you look at the data the spread among children and from children is not very big at all not like one would have suspected so exactly the opposite of the hotbeds of virus spreading we were warned about all summer And in addition, two international studies have found no relationship between in-person K-12 learning and the spread of COVID-19. Another study from the U.S. found that child care workers have no greater risk of infection. In fact, data from more than 2,000 schools around the country have caused many health experts to warn about the risk of keeping schools closed, saying, once again, that the unintended consequences may be outweighing the threat of the virus itself, the common theme running through this pandemic. For example, the American Academy of Pediatrics said, quote, All policy considerations for the coming school year should start with a goal of having students physically present in school. Lengthy time away from school and associated interruption of supportive services often results in social isolation, making it difficult for schools to identify and address important learning deficits, as well as child and adolescent physical or sexual abuse, substance use, depression, and suicidal ideation. Backing that up, a recent CDC report suggested that social isolation caused by the COVID-19 restrictions is taking a toll on the mental health of children. It's not that students being in school is better per se than, say, students being homeschooled. It's that students do a lot better when they have the choice. Are they homeschooled? Go to private school? Go to local public school? It's when you take those choices away that students suffer. Not all of them will do well with remote distance learning. Many of them actually prefer a classroom environment. And other research shows the restrictions are causing students to fall significantly behind in math scores and somewhat behind in other areas such as reading. Considering that American students already lag behind their international counterparts in these areas, this is a problem. Yet, when Paul, a doctor himself, took exactly this position back in May, he was flamed from all directions. Obama and Clinton White House czar Ronald Klain had tweeted, I can't believe I live in a country where the nation's leading infectious disease expert has to explain to a senator that we really ought to be very careful when it comes to children. Writer Tony Poznanski even tweeted, Still Team Rand Paul's neighbor. 
referring to the time Rand Paul's neighbor engaged in an unprovoked violent attack against him. Keep going, lefties. Let people see the violence and aggression that's inherent to your political philosophy. So Jack Posobiec tweeted, Dr. Fauci owes Rand Paul an apology. In response, Rand Paul tweeted, No, he owes one to every single parent and school-aged child in America. Of course, some people were still flaming Dr. Paul on Twitter, even for being right. These people do not care about the health of the American people. They care only about furthering their political agenda. As for Fauci, as Hannah Cox wrote for the Foundation for Economic Education, this isn't just an issue of being wrong, it's an issue of being arrogant. She wrote, Dr. Fauci and many of our other political leaders have issued incorrect information, overstepped their constitutional boundaries, and often amplified the negative impacts of the coronavirus. Instead of recognizing their own limitations in the face of a virus, they've instead doubled down on their authority and continued to try and control the minute details of people's lives. This has caused chaos, often needlessly, and it has placed undue hardships on individual Americans who are attempting to do the right things and rebuild their lives. Hopefully at some point, when they've been slapped in the face with how wrong they've been enough times, they'll gain some humility. Those of us who have been following the science all along have actually been right much more often than these so-called experts, which is something they really need to take to heart. But in all probability, they'll continue on the way they are just with the next panic. As Cox wrote, They overestimate their abilities, presume they know more than they do, and seek to tell others from afar how to best respond to their rapidly changing environment. It hasn't worked, and it never will. And the reasons for this trace their way back to the knowledge problem. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. We've talked about Pirate Bay founder Peter Sunday several times. He's made a name for himself warning people against the power wielded by the big content companies via copyright law. At a time when politicians are engaging in insincere histrionics about Section 230, Sunday is still informing everyone about the real threat. In fact, if anything, one big reason why this is such a big issue is because Section 230 doesn't apply to copyright complaints. Several copyright industry groups have reported domain registrar Nyala, which Sunday co-founded, to the U.S. Trade Representative as a notorious market because they offer privacy protection to their registrars, making it so these industry groups can't easily figure out who operates a given website. 
According to Sunday, quote, Neither MPA nor RIAA has bothered to contact us before this. We're guessing it's because what we do is not only extremely legit and needed, but it's also going hand-in-hand with what most progressive democracies have understood. It's important to protect user data. Nyala was formed as a reaction to the seizures of domains by the U.S. government, shutting down websites, and sometimes entire suites of websites, without any court proceeding whatsoever, as we've covered in the past. It's just one of several projects Sunday has launched over the years to protect privacy and freedom of speech. He's been warning about content companies using copyright to centralize the Internet and restrict the free flow of information. In a letter to the USTR, he wrote, This is something that is very much the fault of a few central North American companies and their lobbying efforts. We can't take the rights to information for granted. We should not centralize the control over information in any shape or form. The Internet was designed to be decentralized, and this has been the key to its ubiquity and success. But Sunday says these companies want to undo all of that. Quote, Information is the cornerstone of our cultural heritage, democracy, common knowledge, and common language. This should not be something that a few opportunistic rich lobbying organizations should get the right to dictate terms for. Claiming that basically half of the Internet, half of the world, are enemies of one's business model should rather be a wake-up call to realizing that this business model is archaic and that it's time to adapt to reality. He compared their practices to those of the Mafia, quote, The same organizations that promise to protect artists and culture are the ones screwing them over. The legislation brought forward by their lobbying to protect one business model affected by the Internet is also being used for stopping people in opposition from overthrowing dictators. As long as these mafia-esque organizations are allowed free reign over the immaterial rights discourse, they will never relinquish their power nor money to the intended recipients. Whereas the ones truly working for freedom and privacy, like Sunday, are branded as criminals. Do you have children, or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling, or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttletwins, and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary-aged children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I, Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now it's time to deacidify this week's biggest bogani meter. And this week it goes to 576 German artists who want the EU copyright directives to be even worse than we've covered, just in case the last story made you think the only threat came from the US. As we covered, they even cover things like quotes and even memes, and the only way to comply with these directives would be for websites to buy or subscribe to expensive filters, something proponents initially denied, then acknowledged after the law had already passed. 
which explains why the big filtering companies were lobbying for it. The directives basically would have killed all memes, quotes, criticism, review, caricature, parody, and satire. And just like before, when the copyright companies were denying it, now they're saying outright that even the basic safeguards that were placed in the law to protect things like memes are going too far, being appalled by, quote, the introduction of all kinds of exceptions, some of which are so outrageously contrary to European law that we can only shake our heads. Up to 20 seconds of music, remixes, mashups, samples, etc. Everything should be freely usable without a license. In other words, exactly what everyone was worried about, but supporters said absolutely would be freely usable. Fortunately, the minority, who might even represent the majority for all we know, isn't staying silent. 48 social media artists came out in favor of the exceptions. Quote, Thanks to Article 3, Paragraph 6, it will be legal to use up to 20 seconds of a film, up to 20 seconds of a soundtrack, up to 1,000 characters of text, and a picture of up to 250 kilobytes, without having to purchase a license since the rights holders are compensated for the usage via the service provider. We content creators expressly support this rule. What defines our culture is always evolving, also through digitization. Memes have been a part of our culture for many years and are finally recognized by this ministerial draft. Of course, why they even need to be compensated for by the service provider is a problem in itself. No one should have to compensate anyone for quotes or memes. But the big problem is the arrogance of these 576 artists who are pretending that they make everything out of whole cloth when they draw, both explicitly and subtly, from content created by others. There is no such thing as a purely original idea. Each and every one of them is guilty of what they want to make illegal if it isn't already. And they make their livings doing it. So all of that makes these artists this week's Biggest Bogani Emitter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's desumpate this week's Idiot Gavin Newsom, again, about his COVID response, again. After being smacked down by California's own Supreme Court, now it's the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, striking down their blatant violation of religious liberties in the name of fighting the COVID pandemic. 
The Harvest Rock International Ministry claims that Newsom imposed the restrictions unequally, filing a picture of Newsom himself enjoying a $35 meal at a fancy restaurant where there was a large gathering of people indoors, none of whom were wearing masks. Rules for thee, not for me. But it was more than that. Big box retail stores, but not small businesses, Natch, laundromats and warehouses, can all have similar densities of people that specifically are not allowed in places of religious worship, a blatant violation of the First Amendment. Their lawyer said, quote, The disparate treatment of religious as compared to similar non-religious congregate gatherings unquestionably and substantially burdened the church's exercise of religion and violates the First Amendment. On Thanksgiving Eve, the Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to four that Governor Cuomo's religious restrictions in New York were, quote, "...far more restrictive than any COVID-related regulations that have previously come before the court, much tighter than those adopted by many other jurisdictions hard hit by the pandemic, and far more severe than has been shown to be required to prevent the spread of the virus." In this case, the Supreme Court, with no dissents, ruled that the Ninth Circuit should heed their ruling in the New York case and reconsider their decision. There's nothing anywhere in the Bill of Rights that says, unless there's a pandemic. And our founders certainly had plenty of experience with them. Measles in 1747, 1759, 1772, and 1778. Smallpox in 1760, 1763, and 1775 through 1782. Influenza, typhus, and yellow fever in 1793. On and on and on. This was nothing our founders hadn't experienced. And yet, they still guaranteed both our religious liberty and, even more relevant, our right to peaceably assemble. If anything, there need to be more cases about assembly in general, not just religious assemblies. But still, every time these dangerous and anti-scientific lockdowns are successfully challenged, it's a good thing. And for still not being able to learn his lesson, Gavin Newsom gets another... Idiot Well, that wraps up this I Buy Monogram Kleenex by the Ton edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please keep this podcast going by subscribing and supporting at donate.bogosity.tv using PayPal or cryptocurrency or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to listen early and ad-free. Also, please come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from PJ O'Rourke. Any person who has spent time outdoors actually doing something, such as hunting and fishing, as opposed to standing there with a doobie in his mouth, knows nature is not intrinsically healthy. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.
We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now.